call is being Hi. recorded. Yo. Well, Internet, here we are again. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Here we are. Indeed, indubitably. The boy who sleeps. So I'm free as a bird. Uh, do you have access to Paramount Plus? I do. Have you watched the new Beavis and Butthead yet? I have not. So there's a movie, Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe, which uh-huh. is real stupid and absolutely perfect. Yeah. And the new series just started. I watched the first two episodes the other day. And it's just like, it's classic Beavis and Butthead. Excellent. I was just going to say, I'd hear an assessment. It's it's classic. It's 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 real good. But um, good. instead of, you know, those little, like, those bits where they would watch music videos and make fun of them? Yeah. So when they brought it back a few years ago, they were watching, like, uh, reality shows instead of music videos because that's what okay. MTV had become. So they would watch clips yep. from like Jersey Shore and shit. Now they're back to doing some music videos, but also just like stupid TikToks. Okay. Yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah. But uh yeah, no, it's a it's still funny. It's still be with some butthead. It's really stupid and absolutely perfect. I will not promise you that I will watch it, but I will try to make time for it. You should. You'd you'd enjoy it. I am currently working through Letterkenny again because I enjoy laughing at things. So just can't get into Letterkenny. Uh, you know, I just can't it's not get for into everyone. that show. <laughs> yeah, it's not for everyone, man. I'm working on. I'm up to season six of Bob's Burgers. I have watched a f- quite a few episodes of Bob's Burgers. Never in succession. I've never really sat down and watched it. But everything that I've watched, I've liked. Fucking love Bob's Burgers. The movie is up on Hulu and HBO Max now. It's a musical, which is very fitting. Star-studded. Yeah. It's crazy just how many um, celebrities are on the show. Not just as, like, cameos and guest appearances, but, like, Paul Rudd is a regular cast member. He plays Jericho, the imaginary horse. Fucking uh-huh. Kevin Kevin Klein is their is their um their landlord, Mr. Fish Odor, and his brother Felix is voiced by Zach Galifianakis. No shit. It's just like every once in a while they'll bring in a character just like to make a joke and that character comes back again and again and it's like a celebrity. John Hamm played a talking toilet. I'm going to have to actually sit down and watch it then. Fucking love Bob's Burgers. Just, it's been on for 14 I, years now. <laughs> yeah. I just finished season 12 of Archer. Yeah, Archer lost me. I love the first few seasons, but like once they started like changing the setting every season, I did, I wasn't quite into it. Oh, uh, friggin' Archer ninety nine. Love H. John Benjamin, but 
Archer 99 was hilarious. Yeah. And I do, I also like Ace Job Benjamin. Oh, He's got a great me. voice. <laughs> yeah. I've also been watching some home videos. Home home videos with, uh, he, he plays Coach McGurk. Hmm. Yeah. What else? Home videos is a fun one. He was in, he was he in did like, one Wet of the Hot, some, Wet Hot American weird, Summer. Yeah. Wet Hot American Summer, yeah. He was in that and its and, prequel and its sequel. Yeah, and I love the fact that he was a talking can. Yeah, he was also just like the the camp, the head of the camp. Yeah. That was pretty. Funny. That was a good movie. That was a good movie. You know what we watched last night? We watched uh, Talladega Nights. Oh, great movie. Yeah. Masterpiece. Mhm. I can't wait for Will Ferrell to make a comeback. Uh, I think, and I'm now hear me out. I hmm. was never a big fan of Elf. I love Elf, but um, go on. But I absolutely love his movies like Anchorman, uh, mm-hmm. Talladega Nights, um, yep. Step, Step Brothers. Brothers. I think Step everything Brothers went might... downhill with Anchorman 2. Anchorman yeah. 2 was where he lost it. I really Step love Brothers. Stranger Than Fiction. It was a great movie. I never saw it. Uh, it is it's very... Like one of those Will Ferrell movies that I wouldn't like. It's against type for him, but it, it's really good. He plays just like a, a regular guy. But it's it's a really good movie. I think uh, Step that Brothers and, might be peak comedy. Step Brothers is special. That is a good movie. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm burying you. <laughs> Stop yelling you're going to wake the neighbors. They'll never find you. Drinking myself a uh, caffeine-free diet Coke. Oh, yeah? A little DC action? Yep. Love the refreshing taste of a diet Coke. What else have I done recently? I've been diving back into some Skyrim. Uh, Of course you have. (laughs) Of course you have. It is. I'm doing the I'm um, doing the Dawn the Dawn Guard quest line again. I was reading an interview with Bill Spector, the um head of Xbox. <coughs> and he was ta- they were talking about Elder Scrolls Six and he says he's hoping that it's gonna be another ten year game like Skyrim. But the problem is that like if you're trying to design a 10-year game, it's not going to work. Like, Skyrim was not made with the intention of selling it for 10 years, with the intention of having people still playing it for 10 years. That wasn't its purpose. But buying it, it was brand new good. copies, even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Paying full price for a game three or four times. Yeah. Michael. I'm thinking about getting that. I, I've Listen, I've gotten it as a gift twice. Three times now, actually. I've only paid for it one time. <laughs> I, I, got the so legend- hard to believe. Oh. I bought it the first time, then I got the Legendary Edition for PS3 as a gift, and then I got the Special Edition for PS4 as a gift, and then I got 
the the Switch version as a gift. But I only bought that original version for PS3. Now there's the Anniversary Edition, which is actually the cool thing about Anniversary Edition. If you own Special Edition, Anniversary Edition is an upgrade for $20. It's not even a full price release. And it's a ton of new content. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I guess speaking of new content. New content. Um, I downloaded because they came for free. They were like free little story missions. Um, for for Ace Combat Seven, the Jet Fighter game. Okay. 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 I enjoyed that. That was pretty fun. Simulators are kind of, kind of sweet. I'm honestly thinking about downloading Farming Simulator. Yeah, I've heard that's good. Yeah, I've heard very good things about it. Like if you're into that sort of thing, like it's a, it's a good, it's a good time. Uh, I saw a preview the other day of a new game coming out. It's called Scroll with a Gun. I have also seen previews for Scroll. With <laughs> Where a you gun. play. As a regular sized squirrel with a regular with a regular sized gun, (laughs) and you can use it for physics. You can use, yeah. He's flying around using the recoil from an Uzi. Yeah, like that. I'm heavily interested in. Have you also seen the fact? I hope it comes to consoles. (laughs) There was a uh, there's a contact us info. And I did is, not see that. Is, oh, and the CEO is the squirrel, and then it just says what? gun with a picture of a gun next to it. <laughs> and I cried when I saw that. I was like, this is yeah. ridiculous. I still can't believe people get away with this shit. Um, there's that that cat game that just came out and people are losing Stray. their fucking it lives is supposed to, to be it. like yeah. It is supposed to be like a pretty good fucking game. <laughs> I'm not in a position to okay. buy new games right now, but I would love to play Stray. Don't get me wrong. I want to play it. But, like, people are losing themselves to it. Yeah. And I, I find that wild. Mm-hmm. COVID really fucked up humanity, man. That'll that'll be... be, (laughs) No. No, really fucked up humanity, man. Really fucked it up. For real. Oh, man. I got... No... No, we won't go off on a tangent on that. We won't do that. No. no. That's it's not our done. style. That's not our style. <laughs> I got this fat bag of burgers sitting next to me. Oh, yeah? How many burgers? Uh, there are two burgers in here, but they are Bigger? They are substantial. Okay. There is some stuff. We're from Ego Burger King? Burger King. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that's your place. I'm just going to say, the king is a good friend of mine. Yeah. That flame-broiled beef, slightly stale bun. Their bread's always just like a little stale, and I don't mind it. 
I'm not I'm not holding it against them, but it is a little stale every time. Oh yeah. Uh, um, I have been playing a little bit of Tiny Tina's Wonderland, and yeah. I love I love the fact that it's Dungeons and Dragons. That's all it is. It's Dungeons and Dragons with a with an with the with the overlay and it's so good. Yeah, I've heard a lot perfect, of really good stuff it, about it. It is the perfect Dungeons and Dragons game. And then of course fire we have Dungeons up my and PlayStation Dragons. when we get off the phone. Play a little Grand Theft oh, Auto. Yeah. Uh oh. Maybe. GTA. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Do they cross platform? I don't think so. I think maybe Whack. Xbox to PC. Well, so it's um, it's a Rockstar what, account that you need to play it. So I don't know. That's what maybe. the world needs more of. Cross platform, yeah, absolutely. There are some games. I, I'm pretty sure Fortnite works cross platform. I don't want to talk about things like that. Yeah, I'm not into that. <laughs> Just the the no. scope of the scope of content they have in that game though. Like you can play as Boba Fett. You can play as Spider Man. Play as Batman. It's just like it's a whole it's a whole situation over there with Fortnite. And it's free. The whole situation. <laughs> well yeah, it's free until like <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, uh, like any game, there are in-game well, like, transactions. Yeah. yeah, but it's all cosmetic. <laughs> it's not like Destiny where they just bend you over and take all your money. Yeah, yeah. I tried Destiny one time a while back. I wasn't really into it. It's not my kind of game anyway, but... There was a game that came out, in my honest opinion, that had so much potential hmm. to be way more than it was. And, like, you you got into, like, these mechanized suits. And, like, you can um, upgrade them. Not, Anthem. Not, yes. Anthem crashed and burned. <laughs> that game had so much potential to be more than it was. Yeah, and I think it it did so so poorly that the studio that made it, which was a studio within another company, it might even have been Bungie, but like they went under. Like that studio doesn't exist anymore. Oh yeah, they sunk a lot of development in it. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful game. Yeah, it was well it constructed. Fubar played uh, it a lot. He told me it was basically an Iron Man simulator. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it was. You were in. There were four different Iron Man suits that you could choose from. I think it would have probably been better if they had kind of decided to, you know, add more to it because it was re, it was an MMO. Yeah, that seems to be the the gripe that there wasn't a lot to do, and it's like they they had the idea for the game, but they didn't know where to go with it. So they just like mm-hmm. made a game that functions. Like, if they're 
hang on a minute. I'm sorry. If there had been any real story to the game, yeah. it would have exploded. Yeah. It, it was a beautifully made game. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe pull a little of the R&D back on making it look so good. Because, like, they really did go above and beyond with this, too. Because it was, it really was, like, when I tell you it was visually stunning. It was an attractive game, yeah. But you could have you could have taken a little bit of the veneer off of it and sunk a little bit more into story development, mm-hmm. and you would have had the perfect game. Yeah. Like, even, all right, Ace Combat, for what it is, is a fighter jet simulator. You get mm-hmm. into dog fights, you get into, you get to do cool shit, you do a barrel roll and uh all that. But what sells the game to me, especially all right, Ace Combat five was probably one of my ideal games because it gave you I don't know, fourteen ish missions where you were part of an organized military and wow. then suddenly they flip the script on you. You have to land on an aircraft carrier in the middle of an ice cap. So inside, like not in, like kind of like inside of the middle of this ice cap. Yeah. So that you weren't detect the the base wasn't detectable by radar. Mm-hmm. And you had to fight to clear your name. Oh. The story was so good, Michael. It was on fucking point. It's like very Japanese, right? Yeah, it's super Japanese. And then it's... Then I love a nice, video. like, a nice winding Japanese video game story. I love I love they're just over the top. How long are the cinematics? You got like half hour cinematic? But, no, well, no. Um, okay. There are a couple of them that are like 10-ish minutes long. Mm-hmm that have people in them. And then there are that like every once in a while, but these, the ones in Ace Combat five, like were so good. Yeah. Like, I know that that's whack as fuck, but I love that shit. And they, they, they sell you on these stories and they make it so personal to you. Yeah. Like mass effect, in my opinion, will always be the most perfect game ever made. Mm hmm. But it's not that the game itself is phenomenal. It's the fact that they make you, they make it so fucking personal. Yeah. Yeah, they make you feel. Like, you feel Mass feelings. Effect 2, Mass Effect 2, spoiler alert, if you haven't played Mass Effect yet, you're a scrub. Um, Mass Effect 1, you save the universe, blah, 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 blah. You get so attached to the characters in the game, and you have to make choices in the game where you lose characters. And I, that yeah. makes it personal. Mm-hmm. Now, now Mass Effect 2 starts. You are piloting with your crew, and you're, you're all doing such... Oh, ships have been disappearing. And then the Normandy gets vaporized in front of you. Oh. And Shepard dies. Yeah. To be resurrected. It grabs you by the fucking face. 
and says, here, you're going to play this game because now you're mad about it. Now you got PTSD, not just because, like, you were in a battle, but because you fucking died in that battle. Like, yeah. Now I remember, I remember playing them. Mass Effect 2, I didn't finish any of them, but I think Mass Effect 2 was probably, as far as the story goes, my favorite. And then Mass Effect 3, the only way to make it more personal, they attack Earth. Yeah. And decimate it. Hmm. Yeah, no, they make you fucking mad about it. But that to me that that to me makes the perfect video game. Like the perfect mix of it's personal and it's it feels good to accomplish things in them. Yeah. There's my video game tangent for the night. There it is. And we covered a great range of video games than that. Yeah. Um so there is some news out about GTA 6. Uh, no confirmation. So the, the rumor says that it's going to take place in Miami and, well, Vice City. And a, um, like, Cuba-style island nation. Okay. Uh, what we have confirmation on is that it has two playable main characters, a man and a woman. And the rumor is that they are they are on opposite sides of a drug war. And I think it would okay. be cool if one of them you were playing as like you were in a gang, and the other one was like a cop. I think that would be a cool idea for a GTA game. Like a Carlito, not a Carlito's way situation. What's the um, heat? Mm-hmm. Like a heat situation. Which is actually, Heat is what GTA Five was heavily based on. Oh, okay. At least the Michael DeSanta story in GTA Five with him and the, the FBI agent. But um, probably about two years out for GTA Six. That's rough. Yeah. No, these huge AAA, these huge AAA games, like they're taking longer and longer to make. And like part of it is that they're not. It, part part of it is that they're not like pushing all these developers to their absolute like physical limits. Like Red Dead Redemption Two, people were working hundred hour work weeks, which is just not okay. Like it was a True. masterpiece. It was an amazing game. The fact that people were working 100-hour work weeks shows in the finished product, but it's just not okay to have people work in those kind of hours. And Rockstar is one of, like, the big companies that, that's, like, pushing toward no more crunch and treat your people like human beings, which is nice. But it means that, like, games are going to take longer to make, which is fine as long as, like, they're good games, worth the money you're paying for them, and the human beings who made those games are treated like people who deserve a life. Yes. Yeah. But I would add one more caveat. Hmm. Content for games yeah. that already exist. Yeah. What I'd like to see is 
some DLC for GTA 6. Like, there was supposed to be story DLC for GTA 5, but it got canceled with all the development pouring into GTA Online. Mm-hmm. Which is like, the it makes the most money out of anything, GTA Online. <laughs> but, like, I would have loved to see some story DLC for GTA 5. I love GTA 5. That's, like, my one of my top one of my top favorite games of all time. Yeah, I gotta download it again and give it another shot. Yeah. I wonder if I still have it. I feel like that was some one that I had a physical copy of at one point. Mm. Another thing you know what I... as we as we move forward in generations, they need to understand that a digital game is not worth the same amount of money as a physical game. I agree. Because there's no packaging, there's no yeah, um, there's no there's physical no distribution. Physical. Yeah. Like I think a sixty dollar full priced physical game, forty five fifty dollar digital, would be fair. And now Xbox Series X and PS Five games, they're seventy dollars now. It's just like how much of that how much of that how much of that is pure profit? And I bet it's like seventy five percent of that price is pure profit. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I wanna know when we're just gonna go to straight digital downloads. Uh I'd say I'd say we're probably gonna So there's always gonna be people like you're going to see people like BJ's age probably who are very resistant to giving up physical media. But even BJ, he mostly, he mostly downloads games now too. Me too. I'm, I, I haven't bought, like if I put a game on like my Christmas list, those are the only physical games I get are games that people give to me as gifts. Now, if I'm going to buy a game, I'm probably going to download. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's usually my mom will always ask me, like, hey, what are a couple of video games you want? I'm like, just get me Xbox cards. Mm. Like, you're going to spend $60, $70 on a, on a yeah, physical copy of a game. It's also more likely that there are going to be sales on digital than on physical. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty much... As far as my life goes, I'm pretty much done with ever going to a GameStop again. Yep. I am probably never going to set foot in another GameStop. No, because I feel like if I'm going to go get a controller, I'm just going to order it online. Yeah, just order it on Amazon. Like, like my got... dad got me that my dad got me that boss ass controller for my Xbox and I fucking love it. The Duke or is it one of those like, like one of the elites? Um, oh, nice. Have you seen the Duke? Like they sell no. they sell the the OG Xbox controller. It's back, like the big one. No shit. The massive no shit. controller. Yeah. Dude, I miss my Xbox. Xbox was a quality a quality system, man. When I bought well, your Xbox, reason... I played that thing until it died in a puff of smoke. I played it so hard. Yeah. Like, it smelled like the... burning plastic. There was actually <laughs> smoke. 
the best part about the Xbox, and what, probably one of my favorite things about the Xbox, uh, was that you could take your music off of CDs. Yeah. And put it directly onto the hard drive. Yeah. And then in, like, Grand Theft Auto, you could put on, like, your mixtape driving around in the car. Yeah. I played just so much GTA San Andreas on that Xbox. Uh, PGR. What's that? Project Gotham Racing. That, uh, I I knew a lot of people who were super into that game. I, I've never been a big racing game guy. I like Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit. I like that game a lot. And the old Test Drive games on PC I played. Hmm. I remember getting fucked up at your house when we were teenagers playing mm-hmm. Need for Speed. Yeah. And then what was it? Midnight Club? That was the Rockstar one? Yep. Mid- Midnight Club, there's rumors there might be a new one coming out. That I would play. Yeah. That yeah, I would got, play um, for sure. We got, by the time this episode goes up, it'll be long behind us, but we got Gamescom coming up in Germany pretty soon. And that's one of the one of the big gaming conventions. Since E three got canceled this year, uh the Game Awards and uh Summer Games Fest and Gamescom are the big three that are taking over its place. But I think in the next few weeks we're gonna be seeing like some big announcements and stuff. Well yeah, now that everybody can work again. Yeah. Probably not massive, effects, but almost. I would, I would, I would put money on Dragon Age. You'll probably see, and maybe Fable. Oh, make me another Fable game. F- Fable is a full reboot. I don't know if it's going to be like remake of the original, like the same story, with modern, modern aesthetics. But but Fable. Oh. Like, the new game is just called Fable. That's fine. It should progress forward. If it's and going he, to progress at all, it needs to progress forward. Peter Molyneux is, is not attached to the project whatsoever, which is a very good thing. Peter Molyneux was an amazing ideas man who didn't know how to make anything happen. Like, he always yeah. overpromised on Fable. Like, they were great games. But, like, they were never what he said they were going to be. No, they all ended up being pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it was the same game three different times. One time you had a dog. Yep. One time you had a dog. (laughs) Yeah. Was there one where you played as two different people? Uh, I don't think so. But I feel like you can you can bet that probably I don't think it'll be open world, but sandbox the way that like Mass Effect or Dragon Age are, I think would work for Fable. 
like larger explorable sections and i and i think i think in this day and age there will probably be a character generator like you can probably make your own character i'd say imagine fable more in line with like dragon age or mass effect like dragon age and mass effect are interchangeable as far as the style of game goes they're just one side that is true fantasy there's yeah, a, I mean, I have to, I have to play Dragon Age again. I'm not gonna lie yeah. about it. Dragon the Age was, was, I played Dragon Age Inquisition, and I really wanted to like that game. Like, it's a good looking game, and they've got great ideas, but there was just, like, there were too many things, too many, too many mechanics, to wrap my head around. Hmm. Is that the second one? I think it's the third. Third. Dragon Age Origins Drag- was the first. Yeah. And Dragon and Age probably... something. The Origins one is the one that I liked the most. Yeah. I have to play Bioshock, too. Bioshock, I bought the trilogy... Bioshock 1 is a lot of fun. My uh, The one I liked the most was Bioshock Infinite. Which uh, the guy who created Bioshock likes to stress that Bioshock Infinite is not Bioshock 3. That Bioshock 3 is still going to happen at some point. Bioshock Infinite yeah. is like an offshoot. I uh, I am a, a member of a Facebook group for Mass Effect, obviously. Um, yeah. And and all of a sudden, there has been this massive surge of people saying, "Oh, I played Andromeda. It really wasn't that bad." Yeah, there's people. I've been seeing a lot of that too. Like, I'm obviously and not I'm, in a Mass Effect Facebook group, but I have been seeing like articles pop up and stuff about like giving Andromeda a second chance. People are getting desperate for their Mass Effect. That's why. Basically, what I hear is that you should approach Mass Effect Andromeda. First of all, they've fixed a lot of stuff about it. Like, it's a much more functional game than it was when it released. It's not the kind of success story that, like, No Man's Sky or Cyberpunk are. But, like, they've fixed a lot of, like, the huge gripes about Andromeda have been ironed out. But the the thing to do is approach it not as a Mass Effect game. Approach it as a game that is its own entity. Like, it it probably shouldn't have ever been a Mass Effect game. Should have just been called Andromeda and they could have been done with it. Yeah. I mean, I understand... That and I feel like Mass Effect Andromeda is like a Star Wars story. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's yeah. not Star Wars, but it takes place. It's in the not same even universe. Rogue One. It's like it's like it's like a Mandalorian. Oh, I think that's giving it too much credit. I, I'm not talking about its quality. I'm just talking about its place in the universe. Fair. Mass Effect 4 is one of those things that I am 
super amped about. Yeah. And I feel like if they don't make some kind of announcement this year about it, they're shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. At least this year. I could see like a uh, like a, a teaser, I mean, still like a there's not a reel for it, but I don't think yeah, it's deep I mean, enough in development because they're like I said they're working on Dragon Age. Dragon Age is that studio's next major release. That's true. I didn't really think about that, and there's also not very much year left. Yeah, but uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like a like a sizzle reel with some concept art and shit. A rough release date for it. Like Q3 2024 or something like that. Yeah. I want an announcement. Yeah. I do. Like, I don't need a reel. I don't need anything like that. Tell me, I mean, we already know it's in development. Yeah. Like an update. Like a, hey guys, here's what we might be shooting for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You are not alone, I'm sure. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I I still think Mass Effect may be one of the perfect RPGs out there. Yeah. And I say one of, because there is no such thing as a perfect RPG. No. Every everybody's got a different approach and they all they all have different different things about them that work better than other things. I mean, I do think that there are definitely like top 5 mm. RPGs without a doubt. Yeah. Um but a lot of people would disagree on my list to your list to you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what makes RPGs so great. Dun, 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 dun. We got a we got a new Witcher game in development. Yeah. Yeah, I really I didn't Witch- play the first two Witchers, but The Witcher Three I liked a lot. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I still feel like it's just too open world for me. It's it's too big for you. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's- you would feel overwhelmed. It is massive. Yeah, I, like it's it's a what, feat what they pulled off. Yeah, and I understand that it's a fantastic game, and I love the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, but um, I do get intimidated when there's too much exploration. Like Mass Effect, Fable, other games like that. Like you said, these sandbox games that have. Some areas that are very explorable mm-hmm. and areas that are more restrictive and there is a yeah. clear, defined movement to the game. You understand what I mean? Like in Mass yeah. Effect you can only do so many non story missions before you have to do the story mission. Yeah. And then that story mission unlocks a whole bunch of other little ones. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect I think... uh Mass Effect is like that, Borderlands is like that. Um, yeah, those are the only ones that I really like. So I think what speaks to me so much with The Witcher is there's it, the environmental design, like the lighting and the weather and just like the world that it's based in. Everything is so yeah. 
beautiful and perfectly functional. And then there you go into like a city. And over in Skyrim, you go to like Solitude, which is the capital of Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Skyrim's capital city. It is the largest city in the game. And there's like 15 houses, a handful of businesses, and a few, there's like a, a, ca- a castle and a capital building. And that's the whole town. And you run into like maybe two dozen NPCs. You go into, I can't even, Novigrad, I think it's called, the, the, the big major city in The Witcher, and you can get lost. Like, this city is massive. It's a city. And there are people. Like, there is a city's worth of people in this city. And it just feels like it's it's a world that they've built. And it feels like it's living and breathing. There's a bank. It's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. 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 Plus, Geralt is just such a cool character. Yeah. I like and Henry Cavill the, can do no wrong. Yeah. The thing I like so much about, about Geralt, especially in the games, like in, in any normal video game, you're walking along and an enemy pops up and your character either says nothing or has some, like, quip, some funny little thing they say before going into battle. Geralt... You run into an enemy when you're not expecting an enemy, and Geralt will just go like, oh, shit. Like, like this just fucked up my day. Fuck. He's got a filthy mouth, Geralt of Rivia. The White Wolf. The Butcher of Blaviken. Fantastic. That's such a, a a well a well designed world. Just such a such a such a good game. Love yeah, it. I agree. And when you go out and hunt a monster and kill a monster, like you, one of the first hunts you go on is is to kill a griffin, and you kill this griffin and you can hang its head on your horse's saddle, and ride around with this griffin's head. Be like, I killed this. Excellent. Yeah. That's like in Fable, you can walk around with your trophies, Mm -hmm. and you walk up to a random crowd of NPCs, and you hold up your trophy. It could be a severed head. It could be whatever. And everyone's like, yeah! Yeah. It's like, I imagine Geralt of Rivia and his horse, Roach, both smell awful. Just all the time. They smell terrible. Probably. I mean, they bathe, free like yeah. in the show anyway. But yeah, no, you can you can go places and take a bath. And it, but it's you probably can go to a bar months. Bar. It's probably that's, months in between. That's another cool thing. You go to a barber and shave off your beard; it will grow back. Yeah, like because it grows it's a true in real world. Size. Yeah. Same goes for Red Dead Redemption. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, you your your hair grows. I spent a long time growing a mustache until, for story reasons, they made me shave it off. Bastards! But I had this bushy, bushy mustache. 
like those are the kinds of details. Yeah. That if you want to make games that are that are absolutely top notch. Mhm. Like you plan little things like that. That catches yeah. I really do think that it's the small details that really catch people's eye than it is and the grandeur like, of the game itself. I don't mind your game taking ten years to develop if that's the kind of attention to detail you put into it. If it's a quality game that's fun to play and it's just like cool, then take as long as you need. Yeah. I'll, pay, I'll pay you for it. Like, that's why I don't understand what happened with fucking Cyberpunk, man. Cyberpunk is, like, I love Cyberpunk. It's a fun game. I, I still play it. But, like, how did how did it take 10 years to develop and still come out such a buggy fucking mess? Because people weren't paying attention. Yeah, also, it probably, like, they weren't actively developing it the whole 10 years. Like, they released that that trailer... Uh, at E3, what, 2013, 2014, and and then, like, actually got into development, like, a year and a half before it was supposed to come out. Like, somebody at the company was like, oh, fuck, we're supposed to be making Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. No, that's for sure what happened. But that's another one. Like, the game world is so cool. Like, it's like nothing you've ever explored in a video game. And it's this Sounds massive like it's world, and it's me. just one city. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, if we can veer away from uh, video games for a minute, I, that just reminded me of something. Yeah. And I don't remember if we talked about it on the last episode or not, but if we did, I feel like it bears to be spoken of again. Okay. Have you heard of The Line yet? The Line. Look it up. Rings a tiny bell. Okay, I'm looking it up. Look it up. That's not that Spec Ops game. No, it's not even a game. This is, this is like... The Line. Saudi Arabia Smart City? Yup. I have heard about this. I've heard about the concept. I didn't know that it was like an actual thing. It's not, well, no, it's still a concept. But people are really like moving with it. I mean, I, I don't know you how far they've gotten. Living. Yeah, I don't know how far they've gotten with it or whatever the fuck the nonsense is, but it, it just is this absolutely wild thing to me. The perfect climate all year round. Yeah, and then you said, yeah, now do you understand how I segued into this? Here's here's a quote from His Royal Highness Mohammed bin Salman, Crown Prince and Chairman of the NEOM Company Board of Directors. The line will tackle the challenges facing humanity and urban life today and will shine a light on alternative ways to live. We cannot ignore the livability and, and environmental crises facing the world's, facing our world cities, and NEOM is at the forefront of delivering new and imaginative solutions to address these issues. Damn. This sounds like some Star Trek shit, man. Yeah. 
Clean air for everyone. More time to spend with loved ones. Huh. And it's just yeah. like a city built in a line. Yeah. Like by a lake. Huh. That's, that's, yeah. Okay. Mega city. So. 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 This, this little number, in, in my just honest opinion. Yeah. This, this is going to go one of two ways. One, this will usher on like the Star Trek years. Or yeah. two, this uh, will become full on cyberpunk dystopia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, like, I yeah, like cyberpunk style dystopia equilibrium. Yeah. So it's one of two ways for me. The way I see this, I mean, it's never. It's probably not going to be accomplished by the time you and I. Maybe. maybe yeah. No. Like, they. A million and no. a half. I don't know. We probably won't see it in our lifetime. No. Wow. The line. The line. I strongly encourage everyone <laughs> listening to go check it out. It's pretty neat. Yeah. It's pretty neat, but it is scurry <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> oh, we're at about 15 minutes. Uh, what's one more thing? Uh, Andor, have you watched the new trailer for Andor? No. So, uh, premiere was pushed to September 31st. Yeah, you told me that. But it is a two or three episode premiere. Three. It's three episodes. I'm still still excited about it. It's going to be... It looks real good. It looks really good. Like, a lot of, like... I, it's like an espionage like thriller set in the Star Wars universe. Well, I'm down. Fucking Stellan Skarsgård's in it. Uh, Mon Mothma is a character. Jimmy Smith is back as Bail Organa. Still, still very excited for it. You know, I still think. My all-time favorite role of his, though. Jimmy Smith. before, yeah, before I stick my foot in my mouth, let me just make sure that I'm right. The practice. No. That's all I. That and American Horror Story are all I know him from, and I don't think it's him in American Horror Story. I think it's somebody else. Hold on. I also don't think he's I'm the sure. guy in the practice. It's also the other guy. <laughs> I think that I'm 100% misremembering. Mm. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh. Uh, is... Uh... Fucking god damn it, now I lost the fucking character's name. Jimmy Smith was on the West Wing. He was a presidential candidate. 
he was also on Sons of Anarchy. Okay, that makes sense. I never watched that show, but it makes sense that he'd be on it. And uh, his character is actually one of my favorite characters in the show. Okay. And now I'm probably going to go watch Sons of Anarchy. Thank you for that. I, I've tried Sons of Anarchy. I didn't get into it. It's not my thing. I do like Charlie Hunnam, though. I enjoy him. Have you seen The Gentleman? I have seen bits and pieces of it, and yes, I've loved it. It was a good movie. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Um, I know that it has to do with, like, pot stuff and, like, all these weird... It, like, yeah. I know there was a girl addicted to heroin at one point. Um, I know that fucking Colin Farrell is like... Colin Farrell is great. Matthew McConaughey is great. Charlie Hunnam is great. Fucking um, Hugh Grant does a really good job, too. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Like, I've seen solid chunks of it. But, like, it's it's like a... It's like a classic Guy Ritchie movie. It's uh, so it's like he did Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch, and okay. it's like that kind of like British gangster yeah. movie. Oh, good. I like those movies. Yeah. Both of those movies. They're both very good. Another really great Guy Ritchie movie that doesn't get a lot of credit, The Man from Uncle. I don't think I've ever Which seen is, it. So The Man from Uncle is based on a, a spy show from the 60s. And this movie takes place in the 60s. And um, Henry Cavill plays an American CIA agent named, fuck, Napoleon something. Okay. And uh, Army Hammer is a KGB agent. And they're forced to work together at the height of the Cold War. Okay. It's a really good, just like, 1960s spy movie. And Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill is, is, um, Napoleon Solo is Henry Cavill's character. Oh my goodness. Yes. And that's the name of the character from the TV show. So that's like where Han Solo's name came from. Okay. Yeah. Napoleon Solo. And he's just so fucking charming. Just like Han Solo. Yeah. I can't wait to see who Henry Cavill plays in Star Wars. Mm. He could do he could do anybody. He could do anything. Jedi, bounty hunter. I think I'm pretty much done with Jedi for a while. I don't think we need more Jedi for a while. Take a break. I think we need new I think we need new Sith. I think we just need, like, generic Force users. Maybe they're good, maybe yeah. they're bad, but I think the Sith and the Jedi, if we're moving out past the sequel trilogy, I think the Sith and the Jedi are pretty much done. Well, the Sith and the Jedi are done at this point. Yeah. They both now eternally exist in Rey. Yeah. Oh. All right. I think that was a really good episode, Patty. I think we did pretty good. Impassioned, you might say. We're going to reach around and pat ourselves on the back real quick. Right back there on my back. Um, 
I want to tell everybody to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and MySpace.com. I still I actually made think it's... our our first ever post on MySpace.com today. Oh, what a garbage website that's hard to use. What a garbage website. Um, and do not email us at keepingthefat at gmail.com. Hell yeah. Stay tuned for an announcement regarding keeping up with the Batman any day soon. I still can't right. believe we just we straight goofed just, on not telling anybody. Just totally forgot. Just completely forgot. <laughs> it means we were having this a good is, time. This I feel like this is going to be really good work. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, brother. I got to go pee. All right, man. I'm going to go stuff these burgers down my throat. Have fun. Later. Bye.